The bell's rung, and welcome to another edition of the Icon Showdown Podcast. I'm your trusty host, Enan Hennigan, and with me today is my former writing partner, if you will, uh, Scott Allen. How are you doing today, Scott? So excited to be here. Oh my gosh, he's going through puberty for the second time, <laughs> clearly. <Yeah. laughs> so, uh, welcome to the Icon Showdown Podcast, and ultimately we break down creative works, uh, pinning them head-to-head. Uh, trying to objectively determine which is the best of a given year. As it stands, this is the penultimate, the second to last of this first incarnation, this first month, um, where we are pinning mainstream horrors against one another. We've made it all the way to 2017. Tomorrow will be the final edition, 2018. But today, we are digging into It, which was released in September of 2017, and Get Out, which was released that January. Actually, it was February, uh, a mass mass audience February, January at Sundance. So we will start with Get Out as we break it down in terms of antagonists, ensembles, surviving characters, settings, deeper meanings, and fright factor. So let's talk Get Out. Did you see either of these in the theater, Scott? I like to always ask that first. I did see Get Out in the theater. Really? Yeah. You never go to the I theater. I never go. What compelled you to go see Get Out in the theater? Well, my girlfriend got us free tickets. There you have it. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so who's our antagonist here? Or antagonist? Uh, it's got to be the family, right? The uh, Armitage family? I guess just the uh, the dad, technically, or the, the grandfather, but he started the whole thing. But the, the family. grandpa. Yeah, it was the grandpa's idea. Um, it was his thing. Yeah. Uh, what was the grandpa's name here? Was uh, that, D- uh, no, the older. Because he's the, he's the guy who's uh, Costanza's boss. I want to say at the the play company, play on. I want to say if, yeah, you're not a huge Seinfeld fan, right? Um, he's a likable old chap. I think he's actually the grandpa in the house in the second season of Walking Dead, right? I don't know. I was talking to the I was talking about the guy who replaced the 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 black guy. Was it Andrew Logan? Is that right? Him? Yeah, yeah. They're dead. Old Man Armitage. Let's call him Old, old Man Armitage, old right? Man Armitage. Um, yeah, so he kind of perf- actually was it him or was it his daughter that perfected this initial hypnotizing uh, strategy? Uh, I don't. Because he's in I... charge of like the brain surgery, yeah. right? We're assuming old man Armitage then taught her son, or I'm sorry, his son-in-law. I'm not sure. Played by Bradley Whitford is Dean. We'll say it's the family then. The family got together and they all kind of combined their their shit and made this thing. The whole family. That does make sense. Um, even. Caleb is being trained to become a brain surgeon himself, but he's really kind of their strong man uh, in the group. And if you even want to say specific to this particular episode of brain transplantation, Stephen Root, which everyone would recognize as the stapler guy from Office Space. He's in countless things, including True Blood. Uh, he plays the blind man, Jim Hudson, who really wants to own uh, Chris Washington's body. Right? What does he pay? Does he pay twenty million, or is that two hundred thousand? Uh, no. When they're doing the I auction, I thought it was there? ten. I thought it was ten million. But then he flashed it twice. So you think it was twenty? Oh, it could have been twenty then. Because there was a there was a double. He's flash blind. There. Why is he fucking using hand signals? <laughs> uh, I he think had, he had. Yeah, I know that's yeah, a good no, point. He had a, a person helping him out. I know a little tapper, Still some though. sort of signal in there. It was funny. Um, okay, so ultimately, our Armitage family is our villains. Which of these antagonists do you find the most sinister? Uh, Rose, man. She's the most diabolical. Yeah. Allison Williams? Yeah, man. She just, she puts on because so she Did she have you fooled the first time you see it? Oh, yeah. You saw it? Did you? I, me too. I didn't know the twist going into it. 
and I was sufficiently confused by the, her the, because there are moments where she's sticking up for it. Yeah, her. this this is the the rare horror movie where the second time I saw it, it got way better. I agree. I agree that I liked it way better because the first time I saw it, I wasn't really understanding what was going on with like this kind of artificial way that the African-American characters that were there amongst the white characters were speaking. And then I saw that they were doing their best impression of how white people talk. Uh, and I kind of didn't catch that that first time because I didn't know that ultimately they're they're putting white people brains in black people bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I liked it that much more. And it made so much more sense who um, the two helpers or ultimately uh, the two African-Americans that work the property being the grandparents, mm-hmm. right? I didn't, I didn't really catch that actually until the second time viewing it. Yeah, I think it, it took me a minute to catch that. Like him, I just, yeah, I remember seeing it the first time, and I was very confused about how they were, rea- how they were yeah, acting to shit. And I was like, why are they acting so fucking goofy? And the scene where, the, where uh, the, the granddad just fucking runs at him, right, just fucking charges at him. Like, <laughs> why does it? What? Why? That's, that seems so just asinine. And then when I found out what was going on, I was like, oh, it's because he was a runner, dude. That dude's just running. It's like the black man's Forrest Gump. I was like, I get it. That is interesting. I like how ultimately the people want to go into the body of someone that has the skill that they appreciated when they were younger. Like in the case of Stephen Root wanting to go into Chris's body because he's a great photographer. If if you were to pop into a body, what would you what would you want to harness in somebody? Um, <laughs> uh, I was going to say Jewish because I want to own a building. <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay, so somebody who's who's financially uh, smart, and yeah, has property. That'd be cool. Okay, that's fair. Um, I don't know. I think maybe 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 porn star or something. I don't know. No, I'm okay uh, with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, beyond that, what is their motivation? Do they just want money? Don't they have enough money? Why do they kidnap people? Because in the case of the first guy who gets kidnapped. Um, Marcus Henderson, right? Is that is that who it is? Um, yeah, the. Or is it Lil, Lil Ray Howery as, as Rod? No, that's no, that's it's the uh, buddy. Logan or something, right? The um... Logan is his new name. I'm trying to remember what his character's yeah. name. Oh, there it is. There it is. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield. He's just straight up kidnapped off the street and tossed into the back of the trunk yeah. by I'm assuming uh, the the younger brother, yeah, yeah. right? Caleb or Jeremy. Um, yeah, uh, what do you think in terms of what, what do they really want? Is it just money? Why do they need that money? They have so much money as it is. Are they really just trying to? I mean, we'll get we'll talk about this with deeper meanings. Are they just trying Man, to? Man, a rich what? There's, there's never the, enough the money. Caucasian brain, like rich white people. Man, the second they get money, it's not enough. If you find a way to make ten million, you're gonna make ten million every chance you can. They're not gonna stop. That's fair. That's fair. So it's just like greed is one of the main motivators. But don't you think there is a little bit of, or not a little bit, but of a lot of racism in there? And ultimately, um, the granddad, old man Armitage, says in that video when he's indoctrinating Chris to what's about to happen to him, says something about, you guys have the best bodies, we have the best brains. Well, that's what the entire movie's about, yeah. Right. So... So you think the whole family kind of ascribes to this idea that ultimately, like the Caucasian mindset is the more ideal one to have. The entire white people in this in this movie feel that way. Okay, like yeah, that's fair. Definitely. Yeah, even the cop at the beginning, who you assume is going to be the the cop that shows up at the end, and things are going to go bad. I guess there was an alternate ending where it did go bad. Yeah, but it was just too depressing for people, so he swapped it out. Um, okay, so beyond motivations, did you like the way they looked? Did they look like your stereotypical white folks in the country? They did. They did remind me of uh, 
all those like uh, white wannabe liberals who are like, I'm not racist. I'm not racist. I love black people. But it's like, mm-hmm. well, then if you weren't racist, why do you keep mentioning that you're not racist? <laughs> like, exactly. It's the most and o- they play Confederates in reenactments. Yeah, sort of it's thing. the most awkward thing to be like, oh, man, so you're black. That's great. Like, no, just shut up. Stop talking about it. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Catherine Keener really, I think, does a good job, too, like in a more subtle villain character of the family, yeah, right? Her, with her, with her she, hypnotism she and the teeth. She is far less uh, aggressive about how understandably... But isn't that almost scarier? Isn't she kind of scarier than her son, who is the brute force? She is more of the psychological tornado of sorts? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I didn't find her scary or anything. I just thought her, her character was... Far more nonchalant. To me, she's the well next to maybe Rose, next to um, Brian Williams' daughter. Ultimately, she, she is the scariest because she can control your mind. Uh, so can Rose, but via her sexuality, we have the intelligence ultimately of Catherine Keener's character. Mm-hmm. Did you were you annoyed at all with Bradley Whitford's dad, the uh, using kind of black slang language? Well, I, yeah, but it was he was supposed to be that 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 guy, that old guy who's like, I'm cool, I'm hip dog you know what i mean was like, he was he being cool he was trying to be was he was he trying to like, like he was be, yeah I mean, no he wasn't being a dick he was just trying to be like yo i'm i'm a cool guy i'm i'm white and you're black i get it um let me show you these pictures of my dad like it was just <laughs> he was supposed That's to he was supposed to be that way i think it was he, he okay. fucking killed it he did he did uh bradley whitford's amazing just everything he does but especially this one like i don't know when he's doing, when ultimately after there's that big blow up and we have um, the one character tell him to get out, get out, which is our namesake of the film. And then after he's like, all right, we got to lighten the mood. How about some, the mood, how about some sparklers and bingo? Well, that was, that <laughs> was code. That, that was code for the family that says we're going to vote on this guy. Everyone get your, into your positions. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. That's true. That's true. But the sparklers? What was that, what was that about? I found it funny. Um, no. Are sparklers fun? Are we supposed to love sparklers as white folk? Uh, probably. I mean, I'm sure it's like a kind of a Fourth of July, like, yay! I don't, I don't fucking know. It's a summer thing. Yeah. I guess that's that's a point. Sure. Um, in originality, we got to give it serious points for that, right? Oh, absolutely. We have seen brain swapping stuff before, though. Yeah. I think it's interesting that Catherine Keener is in this because, um, do you remember the other movie that deals with like inhabiting another person's brain that she's in? Uh, yeah. Are you kidding me? Hell yeah! Fucking uh. Oh, dude. Names again. Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. Yes, John Malkovich. For fuck's sake, I can't remember. That's Hell Arnie. yeah. I love that she's in this and that because, you know, she's the, 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 the one that lures John Cusack in and now she's, you know, playing the motherly figure in this and she kills it in both of them. And they're, I personally like being John Malkovich better because I think it's doing a lot more uh, uh, cinema, cinematographic things. But uh, she's good in this. You can't, you can't deny it. I mean, I, you can, I, mean, you can only, I think you, can only, you only can compare the two with the fact that they're swapping brains, kind of. But there's, I think well, they're two different movies. Not even swapping brains. It's like you're st- they're, you're both still there. There's this <laughs> this element of the passenger. I mean, that's right? true. I mean, that's being John true. Malkovich kind of... It's kind like of a horror version the, of being John Malkovich. Sure. It is. Yeah. It really is. Because in Malkovich, like being a passenger is almost a fun thing. Right, but in this one, because ultimately you get to go back to your own body, right? So it's like a little vacation from self. But in this one, you're being completely um, submerged. It was in also like a place. I mean, they're both definitely horrific ideas, but jumping into someone's mind, so voyeuristic and creepy. True. Just like watch, and then you know, eventually, it's a different movie. But yeah, I mean, both both is just 
horrible to think about. But this one had to draw from that, right? I don't think it's a coincidence that Catherine Keener was cast. I think he Maybe realized not. the similarities. Maybe not. Yeah. Um, let's pop over. Let's talk about our boy Pennywise the Clown, the Dancing Clown. Mm-hmm. What do you, what do you think? Why do you think he's called the Dancing Clown? What's that about? I believe it was in the old. They, they were flipping through books and stuff, and I think he. When he first came, he was like a side attraction, or maybe he, he took the identity of an actual dancing clown that was around in the 1800s oh, okay. in that town, I think. I see. All right. That's fair. Because ultimately, he's like a demon from another world. Am I wrong? No. You know, he was like, a bef- not another world. Is I think the, the lore was, um, he like, he's an, a world eater. He was in as named in the books, and there, his, his arch nemesis was a huge turtle that carried the planets on his back or something. Weird shit, oh, but like he's like fascinating. he's like he's so he's almost like a god, I guess. You know what? Have you ever heard that uh, the turtle with the world on its back before? Because yeah, that is it. rooted in, um, I think, uh, Native American origin stories or creation story myths. Um, so that's kind of cool that Stephen King was was bringing that in there. So he's like essentially a devil-like character. He's right? he's not but, shy of of Native American. I mean, that's The Shining. That's true. No, that is one of his reoccurring threads. That's for sure. Um, what does what does he want though? What does Pennywise really want? I mean, Pennywise is hungry, man. He 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 feeds off fear and flesh. But isn't there a million occasions where he could have just started chopping into those kids, but instead I, he goes for the fear factor? I think he's just spicing, man. He's a chef, right? Like if you're a chef, you don't eat that food ah, right away, man. You spice it up. You want that to taste good. And because he had already eaten in the beginning, he ate the brother who he scared for a little bit because he's hungry. You know what I mean? He's like, I'll eat you real quick. He ate the the bully kid real quick. Didn't scare him that much. I think these were his like T bones. You know what I mean? These were his like, I'm gonna salt you guys. You're gonna, I'm gonna snack on you for those 27 years where I gotta hide. That makes sense. I like that. I mean, bees can smell fear, right? So ultimately, there is some sort of like uh, chemical that's being released when you are scared, and perhaps that is the spice, the body spice that that he needs. Yeah, he wants that. Uh, I think that's a good good idea there. Um, the aesthetic. What did you think about this one? You saw the old one, right? Do yeah. you like this new Pennywise better than Tim Curry's? It. I think I did actually. Um, this I one did. was he. Was, oh man, he was just so, so much more realistic and creepy, mm-hmm. and his mm-hmm. mannerisms were just fucking perfect. And I, you know, inhuman. Yeah. Right. Well, that's. I feel like he, Tim he was Curry's, inspired by you, see, you like, see too much humanity in there. Animals and shit. You know what I mean? Like like, Tim Curry was Tim Curry as a clown. Uh, right. Skarsgård was. He was animals. He was all kinds of shit and at once. Like, this dude, I think, put more effort into his clown than... Uh, yeah, I completely agree there. Uh, my, What's your favorite mannerism of his? Like, what's your favorite antagonist moment? Um, even just beyond the kills, just like you were talking about the way that he moves. I, specifically I, just, his I face, love his right? face, man. Like, yeah. at the beginning when he's in the sewer and just, like, that, that, that grin and his eyes, were, which are obviously, you know, fucking heightened uh with cgi mm-hmm. but just the drool come out of his mouth a little bit which like, apparently the 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 mouth guard he had in made him drool so it was oh nice. just, uh, an actual fucking amazing aesthetic and just his weird baby like fucking fucking great man yeah I mean, that's a good one to bring up, that, that opening sequence, because that is so iconic. We remember it from the first one, too. I think they executed it a thousand times better in this oh, one. It's way scarier. Hell yeah. I remember when I first saw and, that, and you actually see him rip off, the arm is gone, and the kid just have this little nub, and you're like, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. 
ripping off a kid's yeah. arm, that is not done very much. Yeah, true. I mean, this does take it to, ne- to the next level in terms of gore, which I really appreciate with kids involved too. Stranger it, Things to the umph degree. This is like it. But I want to talk a little bit more about that little sewer scene there because we were talking about his facial expressions in there and ultimately his ability to make Pennywise scarier than Tim Curry did. And I feel like after that popcorn moment when he's like, is that your favorite treat? And he's like, yeah. And then he gets him laughing when he does the pop, pop, pop. Yeah. But then he just has this creepy silence after that. Where ultimately, um, is it Davy? What's the kid's name? Um, uh, uh, Georgie. Georgie, my bad. Where Georgie's all like, okay, I gotta get home now. After there's this creepy long pause where he's just kind of like sinisterly looking at him, not really cognizant of how a normal conversation goes. No, I think you know it was I mean? just because he didn't know that kid was gonna laugh. And like, if you if fear is your spice, dude, laughter's like your mul- vinegar on interesting like, i think it was just like so that oh, kind of like that's gonna have a bad taste uh-uh don't laugh <laughs> like i gotta get that fear back fear spice back on yeah maybe laughing is actually like his care bear stare you know that's how you defeat dark heart oh, yeah, by laughing at him um yeah i like that uh okay so the aesthetic is next level for sure i think it's the scariest representation of a clown in anything uh, there's a lot of scary clowns yeah this there, uh, yeah this there. is gonna do it I, I will say this movie was like uh almost mm, like the the reason why you would would make a remake like they took something that was already good but then were like you know what let's make it rated R let's make it what it should have been and they did well with it with better actors yeah I just feel like they yeah there's a good reason to make a like people get all pissed off about remakes and you should because it's just fucking for money and this one kind of was too but oh man it was a good thing to remake. That's why I want a freaking remake of the Langoliers, TV damn it. Movie. Because ultimately the first yeah, the two it episodes was, so TV movie. we yeah. have an actual cinematic incarnation here, which really does bring it to the next level, if you ask me. Oh, I loved it. Um, okay, what about originality? Because was there clowns before it that were scary and murderous? Uh, I mean, yeah. What was um, Stitches? But, you know, that was... Killer Clowns from Outer Space, oh, that was, too, right? That, was that pretty, preceded that the first It. Pretty phenomenal. I'm pretty sure that uh, around the same time. I'm not okay. sure which one came out first, to be honest, though. Um, but Well, frankly, we should look at when the book came out more than anything. Oh, the book was... The most iconic horror clown, though, right? Yeah, by far. you got to give it that. That's why this is going to be a little tough, if you ask me, um, giving out these pentagrams. Um so you got the family of pretty much really super racist, crazy, maniacal brain surgeons who have, who are, you know, sociopathic, psychopathic all at the same time, but still have that familial bond versus our, like, not world eater, but what is he? Well, I don't even know how to describe what Pennywise is. Because oh, ultimately he becomes a big spider. I mean, he's I a chameleon. He, uh, what do you call those? Tra- uh, you can transform your body. Yeah, a chameleon or a shapeshifter. Shapeshifter. But he's so much more than that, obviously, but yeah. And he knows people's fears. He's really like a fear demon more than anything else because he's able to exploit individual fears in people and go for their their weak spots, their Achilles heels, which I think is maybe a little more potent than maybe this family, even though the deeper meanings maybe are going to be more... uh, I mean, I would give... uh, I would definitely give it probably a four for... I think so, too. For the clown, man. Um, Yeah. I I would give... 
three point three point five or three to three point. I think that's fair. I do think that's fair. I think three point five versus four is where we're currently at when it comes to the antagonist. Uh, is there any other moment that you want to just note in terms of Pennywise that was really scary, or any moment with the family in Get Out that you thought, thought was particularly unsettling? Um, I don't know. I mean, there's so many. There's so like there's just so many. Well, there's some. I'll, we'll talk about them in Fright Factor, yeah. maybe, perhaps. Um, okay, let's talk about the ensemble then of Get Out. Um, we're kind of going to be ret- retreading here because most of the antagonists are the ensemble. Yeah. Uh, beyond that, we just have Chris, our lead, as well as his buddy, who's on the phone with him half the time. And then you have these smaller characters like the cop and the two other subsequent cops that just come in here to ridicule them. Um, was there anybody else that I'm missing that stood out to you? No, I don't think so. I mean, all the characters well, Lakeith, were supposed to be there. You could say the the Logan character who was Andre who was kidnapped. Did you? Okay, as uh, as a Caucasian person, uh, were you at all uh, offended by the way that we were portrayed within the body of an African American? No, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, I don't. I mean, I'm not either. I got I got a sense of humor about it. Um, but would you blame somebody who felt like that was maybe a stereotypical? That's how white people talk with this artifice and kind of. Well, like no, because all the people speaking. that were, there that were in those bodies were just older, older white guys. Older folks, right? yeah, that's true. And they all kind of, they do kind of talk like that, kind of awkwardly and <laughs> like. Fair enough. Fine fair enough. It. So it was fairly, fairly accurate. I guess. I guess. Did you like the detective? Did you think we needed that scene? I mean, the cop that pulled him over. Uh, well, I like that scene. Yeah, after the deer, after the deer accident. Yeah, you needed but that I'm one. talking specifically about what, when their buddy Lil Ray Howery as Rod goes into the police station to say, "My boys." Oh, that was. I think that slave. was just mostly comic relief, but I think it was. Uh, it was also sort of a like a nod to cops don't care about black people. Maybe. All right. You know what I mean, yeah, I can see that. I mean, yeah, in that sense, it is necessary. Then I think that is actually that's a really good point there. Um, uh, so, did you like our lead here? Have you seen him in anything else, Daniel? He looks Kaluuya? familiar. He really does. I swear he was like the kid from Sister Sister. <laughs> like I didn't look up his name and what he's done before. Um, but uh, he is—is is he the Black Panther? He he's isn't. Not, right? He isn't Black Panther. He isn't Black Panther. Um, okay, I just looked. I don't up. know if he is Black, Black Panther. Panther. Um, I don't think he is. But I, no, he's no, definitely he's in not. it. Was he? I swear, like when he was younger, he did some stuff. I could be, I could be nuts. He wasn't Black Mirror. Kickass Two, which I didn't see. Kickass One is really good though. He was not the kid from um, Sister Sister. All right, I was wrong. He's in a Black Mirror episode that I really like. Fifteen million merits. I think that's probably where I remember him more than anything. Where you earn credits, and he essentially slaves away so this girl can go on and showcase her oh, voice. Oh yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking about. He's in that, and he's he's working his ass off for her. He's very likable. I liked him. I thought he I thought he did really well with it. I'm surprised we haven't seen him in more since then because Lil Ray has kind of taken off, uh, who was his buddy in it mm-hmm. more than he is. Um, okay, uh, in terms of the character dynamics, did you like what we saw between the family? Did you believe they were brother and sister? Did you believe in the love between the husband and wife? They they all seem they didn't seem like a family. They just seem like business partners. I kind of agree there. Yeah, I mean that I mean, this sense. might be the. Their dichotomy or whatever, I think. But yeah, I mean, it, I I believe they were actual characters, full-fledged characters. So is uh, I guess we'll get into that deeper meanings. But is that 
kind of part of the point is ultimately there isn't that same sort of connective tissue in these kind of posh white families out in probably where are they? I, are I they would like definitely say they. New York? If you're rich, you care more about Upstate. the money than you would your own family. Like, if you're worth a hundred million dollars and you had to give up that or your child, you're like, bye, son. What do you do with all that money, though? What? So Why do they? Yeah, they like, don't do shit with it. That's amount. kind of the point too. It's like there's no point to have that much money. Like, what the fuck are you holding on to 150 billion dollars for? What the fuck are you gonna do with it? Stupid. Yeah, just uh, shallow greed. Like, it's so um, funny. They probably wouldn't give acting ability. Who's the worst? No one's really bad in this. Um, yeah, I don't, some I, of the white guests, right? Well, yeah, like but those are people those guests. Are so fucking minor. They're in there for two seconds, two yeah. words. I don't even count that. I mean, I didn't know. I mean, I love. Was it the Rod Williams character, the the comic relief? Agreed. He almost mm-hmm. stands out too comical for the movie, but I mean, he's supposed to, I guess. Yeah, and he is right. He's saying these ridiculous things that are true, though. That's no, yeah, he's like the he's like the oracle, you know. He he susses it out. And did you did you give you a better uh, impression of TSA agents? No, that's pretty much what I expect. <laughs> there, uh, yeah, I hear you there. I still I still got beef with him, I reckon. Um, and then of course diversity. You can't go wrong with this. Is going to get super points for diversity, right? They even that's have kind of an Asian character. This whole thing. <laughs> they did. They did. Why do you think there was no like elderly Latino or African American characters? But you have that one token Asian guy, old Asian. I think man, it was just like the Asian the dude people. being like, "What's it like being black?" Because I'm Asian, and I don't know. I don't know what I want to oh do. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm going in a dangerous, dangerous area there. Mm. Um, okay, let's talk about the ensemble and it. And what did you think? Which kids stick out to you? Which don't? Uh, this one. I liked it when I first saw it, and then this one kind of it took it, it went down a peg or two when I saw it again for some reason. Most of the Length? acting, okay, I say was pretty good. Some of the kids were I'm just kind of like, meh. Like who played the neurotic one who had the obvious disorder with with the mother Eddie? or because there's kind of yeah the one with Eddie, the yeah Eddie's the one with the sick mother. Right. Yeah. He, he bothered he, you a little bit for some for some stuff. I mean, if, I, if I'm nitpicking, I mean, you know, I mean, they're it was all good, but as far as the acting goes, I think the acting was way better in Get Out as a whole. Yeah, yeah. We are dealing with kid actors versus you know seasoned actors. I agree with you there. Um, I mean, relative. Yeah, probably Eddie is one of the weaker links. I feel like we didn't really get enough of. Stanley, who was the one who kind of saw the old lady, right? It's yeah. a funny moment. Was she hot? I don't remember. Um, I didn't even f- really remember that scene when they were talking about it. I was like, when did he see the ghost? And I was like, oh, yeah, the painting thing. Okay. Right. Yeah, I felt like we could have maybe even lost two of the kids, and it would have been a better movie if we were able to hone in on maybe four to five kids versus you could seven have, or eight. You Stephen know? King loves having a bunch of kids in movies and That's fucking true. with them. I don't know what and happened in his childhood. And they are all diverse. What? They are all diverse enough, and they all have their own problems, which is kind of like when we get to the deeper meanings, what it's all about is all these insecurities and people um, being exploited by Pennywise. Is there anybody else? What about, like, uh, the bully? Did you like him, Henry? He was over the top for me, but I didn't hate him. But I remember Mm. seeing this movie, and I was like, yo, when they make him older in the chapter two, I I hope it's Kevin Bacon. 
Oh, fair. Is he in Chapter 2? I haven't seen Chapter 2 yet. Yeah, his character's in Chapter 2, but it's not Kevin Bacon. Stupid decision. <laughs> Did you see the second version? Yeah, I liked it. I mean, it wasn't nearly as good fair as enough. the first one, but um, Chapter 1, which is actually, I think it's called Part 1. They go from Part 1 to Chapter oh. 2, which is uh, awkward. That is weird. Why would they do that? I don't know. So what, I about his, what about his dad? Did you like that he ended up taking out his own dad? Oh, hell yeah, dude. Did you like that dad? Uh, his dad, I, he was a good actor. I mean, I believed he was he a, was a good dickhead actor. cop, for sure. Yeah, I do too. I thought the dad was compelling and intimidating. Yeah, but again, yeah. Okay, we got to talk about the elephant in the room, <laughs> Ben, our, our rotund character. Did you like him? I actually did. Like, yeah, me too. Like he was, he played kind of this the bashful chubby kid pretty well because like, he might actually just be a bashful chubby kid. But um, I liked him, man. He what do bug you, me. What do you think about the dynamic between him and Beverly and Bill? Because it seems like Beverly and Bill have a romance, but then you have Ben as this third wheel who's always kind of like, like throwing himself. Like to you don't know what it's like to be the third wheel. Come on. You, <laughs> we all we've all been there, uh, especially when you're a kid, and he's the chubby one, and the girl's really nice to him, and the first person to be nice to him, and of course he loses out to the kind of good-looking skinny kid, and you're like, oh, poor guy. Yeah, so you like him more than Bill? Is that what you're telling me? I I do. Because Bill has still got the stutter, he's still like flawed. Yeah, I get it, but he's not about, a ladies. About Jeremy, man. he's just so innocent and like. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, 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 Bill did get his brother killed, so fuck him. That's true. That's a good point. All right, here's here's the character that I kind of have the biggest problems with is Finn Wolfgard from Stranger Things, his Richie. Yeah. Is Are we supposed to like him or not? I don't no, know. No, he's at – I mean, the whole reason it's the Losers Club is because all the kids are one of those kids that aren't popular for a reason, and no one likes the fucking smartass. You know what I mean? No one's ever. He's just yeah. He's just a little prick. Yeah, no one's right? ever like the fucking smartass. And if anything, I think I want to blame Georgie for this whole fucking movie even being a thing. <laughs> like, he has no third dimensional. You know what I mean? Like, how do you miss that first sign and then smack your f- head in the second sign? Like, you saw it, fucker. You don't know where. Duck. It was his yeah. fault. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was. It was. It's all on Georgie. Georgie. Fucking. Georgie. Um. He does ultimately become part of Pennywise, right? And- able to be used like a puppet in a way um okay finally the, the last one i really want to talk about is um chosen jacobs is mike the one who we see at the farm he lost his parents um did you think to me he's probably the third most fleshed out of the characters uh, of the guy characters at least what did you think i mean i know his backstory more than most of them i mean as far as the acting goes i don't like him as much i don't know Maybe just because he wasn't, is in he wasn't as, he wasn't in the scenes as much. Maybe like he came kind of later. Mm-hmm. And at some point, I think I forgot he was even there. Um, yeah, he's really strong in the first half of the movie, and then it sort of drops off. I'm with you on that. Uh, there could have been more, more going on in the latter half. Maybe. Um, beyond that, uh, we certainly got diversity in this one too. You can't you can't give it knocks for that. No Asians. Um, I, no Asians, though I reckon. So knock it down. Um, no Latinos either. And granted, it is what six out of six out of seven kids are, are white. But you do have Skarsgård. You got the what is he? Where is he from? Swedish or something? Uh, maybe Swedish. The super white. I think he's Swedish. Sure. Super white. Is he seven feet he tall? How tall is he? He's a tall motherfucker, right? 
You know, I don't know that. I know his brother from True Blood is super tall. I'm not, I'm, I feel like I haven't too. seen him in a lot beyond he's this. Tall I know he's sweet. done a lot. I just, I can't really envision his face as an actor like Pennywise is who Bill Skarsgård is to me now. Uh, what do you think um, about? Uh, oh. I'm gonna bring Georgie up just because I thought the the first scene was great. But how, what do you think yeah. about him being deathly scared of his basement, but then totally cool with a clown in the sewer? <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like and then kid was like uh, he was like down like you want some popcorn do you want some sewer popcorn and he's like i'll have some sewer yeah. popcorn <laughs> like what the fuck you deserve to die kid and like know. just knowing his name makes him not a stranger anymore I-, I do think there is something a little odd about that um but i don't know he is a clown and most kids aren't scared of clowns right sewer. clowns are supposed to be for kids in the sewer does he understand that context, though? He knows what a fucking sewer is. But that it's weird to be in a sewer, though? Yes! Does he realize that? Who's like, <laughs> cool, man. Underground fort. Ninja <laughs> Turtles. True. Well, maybe Ninja Turtles was a big thing back then. Maybe it was like, oh, you Ninja Turtles? That's, I don't know, maybe. Fuck. It was. It was a huge Fuck, thing. Yeah, you're right. Um, maybe he thought he was just a cool Ninja I see Turtle. what you're saying. He did seem kind of naive, and he was more worried about what Bill would think having lost the, the paper boat. I, I, he might have been distracted. Let's give Georgie the benefit of the doubt. I know you want to just rail on Georgie all night. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> Dumb little bastard. Well, I like that kid actor, though. Did you not? No, I did. He was fine. It's like, hey, dude, I it was if I saw a supermodel in the sewer, I'm walking away. <laughs> like, you're yeah, in a that's sewer. A that's definitely Pennywise, even if it looks like Kathy Ireland dating myself. That's <laughs> the first supermodel that popped into my head. Um,. Okay, let's go ahead and give these puppies pentagrams, ensemble-wise. What are we going to give? Get out. Oh, I got to give it a four. Uh, yeah. I loved him. Yeah, there's not there's not a sour. I, I honestly, uh, uh, Williams annoys the hell out of me in Girls. She's good in that role. But, like, this is the role that's more appropriate for how she annoyed me in Girls. You know mm. what I mean? I do see her as more of the sociopath. Yeah, but she was supposed uh, to be annoying. Yeah. I mean, in girls, she is for sure. Uh, yes, uh, I don't know. I, I think she I, did great for this. I think she she did what she too. was supposed to do. I don't know. I mean, the only thing I would don't. say is, and this wouldn't even be a her thing. It'd be more about direction. But just like how much she went to the the white stoic. I have no feelings afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know? Like that was it too extreme when she's talking to Rod on the phone. <sighs> No, it was just more about her attitude. Just and I get it. It, it was. It was. You know. I and mean, this is something that comes up in the "What does it all mean?" kind of shit. But her just sitting there with the fucking glass of milk and everything's neat and tidy <laughs> and just like mm, I'm looking at stuff on the internet, like looking at black men. Well, she wasn't even just looking for stuff. Wasn't she looking? Yeah, for she's her looking next for prey? Her, yeah, for more. And I relate to the milk thing. <laughs> I freaking love milk. <laughs> so that kind of like made me rethink my my taste in liquids. Um, Okay, so if we're giving four Still to want get out, four. what are we going to give to it? It, I'd give a three. Three and a half. Three. There's enough flaws in the cast, you think, a three? All right. three. I think. I'm open I mean, to yeah. that. I'm open to that. Yeah, I mean, again, you're dealing with kids, and, True. and the acting seemed a little over over the top. Uh, oh, yeah, the bully. Georgie and Bill's the, the dad kid that drove me too. that drove me nuts was the bully with the hairspray and the fucking lighter. He was kind of obnoxious. The bully's cronies sucked, too. Yeah, they were pretty bad. They weren't too good. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. I think there's enough bad peripherals to bring it down an entire pentagram. Um, okay, so who survives and get out? Surprisingly, oh yeah, uh, Chris. He might. Well, Chris, Chris and his does buddy. live. 
Um, why did the, what kind of, how did that little Ray Howery uh, as Rod get the cop car? I was so confused. It was his. He it, was, it, was, it wasn't a cop car. It was the airport. It was the TSA. It was just a TSA car? Which is hilarious. Can you imagine him driving with the lights on a TSA car? Like, I'm a cop. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're not a cop. You're TSA. <laughs> Fair. I, I wish, yeah, I should have paid more attention to what was on the side of the car because I didn't realize TSA had the same red lights. Well, not, it it said like airport. Yellow. As big as the screen. Oh, did it? As okay, big I as the screen, it said airport. Maybe it was a cop point. car. For, they have cop cars at the airport? I don't fucking know. Um... Fair enough. That's fair. Okay, so he does get out. What is his determination to survive? How does he take down the family? He fucking just kicks their ass. Well, True. he, uh, I mean, again, this is deeper meaning shit, but, you know, he fucking, fucking picks the cotton out of the chair, man. Plugs his mm-hmm. ear up and takes it takes advantage. And the whole movie is about, yeah, it's about intelligence versus bronze and white versus black rich versus poor whatever yeah it was great i mean it was uh wow i didn't actually make that cotton connection until just now that's that's oh yeah picking cotton yeah that was that was pretty forced in for sure Um, Uh, i'll come to that i'll come that in deeper meaning i have a whole thing about that fair fair um in terms of surviving characters uh what do you think he's pretty iconic he's gotta be the smartest uh surviving male of any horror movie and especially a person of color as well, right? Does anybody come close outside of that? Or anything you've seen? I mean, on, as far as no, he was smart as fuck. Like he knew from the beginning shit was off. Did you know he? I mean? He knew shit was off though. I mean, he didn't know exactly because he didn't he really would, put the pieces together. He was putting them together pretty quickly, I think. Only because of Rod was he? Well, yeah, you know, thinking that. But might he be the knew case. he needed to leave. I mean, he should have picked up on it a little bit sooner, and he would have lived. But then he wouldn't have a movie. But yeah, all right. I give him fair. smarts, man. I give him smarts. I mean, the only other person um, I think would uh, what was uh, what? E- Evil Dead. I'd compare him to Evil Dead okay. for some reason. I don't know. I think they both are up there with fucking badass survivors as far as the males go. Male, I think. Yeah, I think it's harder to be a, a in horror movies a male a surviving male than it is to be a female. Uh, to be remembered, to be I completely remembered, agree yeah. with you. But I, I do think he's going to always be associated with this movie, no matter what he does, if he gets even Oscars after this. Believe it or not, this was nominated for Best Film, I want to say. Well, far out. Um, so, yeah. I do think he's up there in terms of iconic, great acting ability. He's determined to survive like none other. And his means of escape, like, essentially, is he doesn't finish the job with his girlfriend at the end. He's about to choke her. Why doesn't he finish the job? I think he just realized he doesn't need to. I think he's just kind of like, I'm not... She's just gonna bleed this out. No, no. She's like, this isn't me. Uh, you know, she is gonna die though, right? Oh yeah, she's gonna die anyway. But okay. I just don't think he. All right. Something hit him. I think he was kind of like, you know, I don't need to do this. You don't think it was because he knew it'd be more painful for her? No, I don't think. To just bleed out? No. Okay. Fair. He's not sick. I think like it's just that. more about forgiveness of being like, you, you fucked up. Like it's better for me to move on. Like if if you don't, I don't need to kill you. Like, it's better for me not to kind of thing. Yeah. Who needs to be haunted like that? That makes sense. Um, okay, let's go ahead and pentagram the surviving characters up. Uh, get out. You, it sounds like you want to give them a four. Yeah, I'd give them a four for sure. Oh, actually, we didn't talk about the surviving characters. In it. I'm getting ahead of myself here. Yeah. It. Nobody really dies kid-wise, right? Do we lose any of the kids? Not yet. They die. Yes. They die Good later. Point. <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't seen the two yet, so we just got to talk specifically about this one. They all survive as children. Yeah. None of them even come close. 
what who who does die i guess we'll get into that in fright factor but it's mostly just scares right with the exception of georgie uh no yeah georgie dies the the bully dies there's a couple of kids the bully that dies they that's right and his father uh, die okay that's a good point um were the kids determined to survive can we give them those sort of pentagram points for going to the house where he lives why were they doing that did he actually oh, think they were georgie trying to was survive. still you were alive. trying to kill yourself if you go over to that that's like anti-survival Right there. I know. Stay the fuck Why out. are they following Bill so blindly to go to the house? He feels bad because he feels bad about killing his brother. But he thinks Georgie's there, though. That's the problem. What is the point? Just, why? I don't he, understand why they went to that house. That's a big flaw for yeah, me. Yeah, it's just him. It's the the whole thing is like he he feels so bad about his brother being dead and that he was the cause of it. I'll say, yeah, he was the cause of it. Um, and so he just he he wants him. It's like a hope, right? It's like that. Uh, Yo, man, if you're still alive, let him still be alive. You believe the dumbest shit. We want to feel good about something. Fair. But I do think, yeah, he's so sad about being responsible for Georgie's death that he is willing to throw away his own life. I mean, that takes away from surviving. And all of his friends' lives. He's selfish. Yeah. Selfish. Yeah, it is selfish. I do think Bill is super selfish, and especially with this burgeoning romance, and he just, like, throws it away. I don't know. I don't get that. What about the, ultimately, the climactic scene? Did you like what happens there at the end, our climax? The kind of takedown Pennywise, but obviously Pennywise lives beyond that. It was all right. I mean, I didn't think it was one of the best endings. Did ever. you like the floating kids in a twirl? I, did that do anything for you? I did. It, it didn't make much sense. I mean, I, mm, I think what they meant, they all float down here in the original, was because it's a sewer and the dead bodies, so they're floating right. in the water. So I think they turned it into scarier. sort of this. I think it just had a higher budget. And they're like, yo, can we make kids actually float? They were kind of cool looking and creepy. Kid so tornado. I was, yeah, I think it was more about it being kind of a cooler effect. Because I don't really I didn't see the purpose of them actually floating around up there. Like, Neither did I. I didn't see much purpose in it. It was a cool effect. I though. found it distracting. I'd rather just have like a little area in the sewer where all the dead bodies are just floating there. Yeah, that'd be way down, creepier you know? for sure. But this one was a bit more, creepier to me. bit more magical for um, sure. And did those, ki- those kids were guess. dead then, right? Everything floating around was just... Oh, yeah. They're tough. That's just sort of his like... What did you... Sort of his what? Maybe it was like... The, yeah, because, you know, in the in the original movie, he, he, he was a spider, right? Like his natural form was like a spider. So it's kind of like leaving. You saw the second one. Doesn't he become a spider again at the end? Kind of. Like a half spider, half clown. Uh, the whole okay. thing is he's uh, some, some with lights or something. Like our eyes can't conceive what his actual form is. And the closest thing to it is like oh. a fucking spider or something, something like that. Uh, but oh, wow. um, maybe the floating thing was kind of like a, a, like a spider's web. Right? You store, he stores oh. his food in web. Oh, I like that. So it's just he's storing it in floating space. I don't know. Yeah, that's cool. That's a great idea. So it's like invisible web that we can't see, some ethereal magical web Something like that. that he's able to keep these kids uh, afloat. Um, I like that. What I want to talk about is a little bit more about Beverly. We really haven't touched much on her. She's a surviving character. She is technically our final girl. How did you like all that we saw with Beverly? I did like it. I wanted them to get harder with her relationship with her dad, and I think they were they intended on mm. it, but they were gonna get like an NC seventeen rating or something. But I think they were gonna oh. throw in the scene of the dad trying to rape her, which I think they oh, hinted no. at that he's done it before. 
Right. I think she's been raped before. I mean, I think that was what they were hitting at. Um, I saw the abuse. I saw a slight insinuation of maybe sexual abuse going on there. Mm-hmm. But I, maybe I missed the more overt hint. Because I thought it was kind of the opposite, I guess, in this this time that I watched. This is the third time I saw it, where he meant, you're still my little girl, right? Because she brings home the tampon. And to me, he was kind of asking her, like, you haven't had sex yet. Maybe I, I thought he kind of was more the conservative abusive versus the... Sexually abusive father, but I don't know. In I didn't read the book, so I'm not sure if he actually yeah, does mess I don't with know. her like that. I don't know. I think I, could, I also can see it as he, he brought home the tampons, and I was like, "Do I have to wear a condom now? Are you still my little girl?" Like, oh no, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, dude, if it's a, again, it's a horror movie, and the book is dark, and I wanted it to get dark as fuck, so I, I took everything I as say, dark as I could when I see it. I think. Well, what gives kind of credence to your idea there is when he says, why did you do that to your hair? You look like a boy now. Why would he care unless he was trying to be sexually attracted to her? Yeah, so, you, yeah I something. think there's a definite sexual abusive relationship there. Hitting that. that could be. I mean, there's there's a strong case to be made there. Um, all right, let's go ahead and pentagram these puppies up in terms of the surviving characters. You sounds like you wanted to give Chris a four. Yeah. Because he is helped by his boy, who's really the one who's able to deuce everything. He shows up at the perfect time. Um, surviving characters, even though they're like all of them in it, that's a problem for me. Like it brings it to at least like two point five to me. You want to bring it up to a three? I liked all the characters, man, and I think I'd give them a three. I did too. Couldn't we have lost like the kid you didn't think was a good actor, or the kid who saw the? No, the old because woman? you need him later. You know what I mean? Like they all kind right. of all have their purpose, and maybe you could have knocked two of them down. But again, it's man, I love the fucking variety of kids in fucking Stephen King movies. I don't know what it is. That's true. The stand. Uh, okay, but in terms of uh, iconic, though, for these surviving characters, are they the same sort of iconic as like a Stand By Me? No, I, no, it's nothing like Stand By Me. I don't think so either. So, yeah. Definitely I'd not. Give this a three. Three? I'd give it a three. All right. Three is fair. I'm down with you on that one. Um, okay, let's talk about the setting of Get Out. Uh, what was the mood that set um, right at the top? I love this cop scene. We'll get into deeper meanings and personal connections, obviously, for me, but... Um, just going into the countries, what are the moods set when they hit the deer for you? Oh, man. It came out of nowhere. And it was great. I will say, though, this is, <clears throat> you know, the song that they played in the beginning? It was, I think it was, it was a Swahili, the song in the very beginning. When the Okay. Uh, I looked into it, and what, what the song, if you spoke Swahili, you'd be like, oh, shit, because it says, trust your instincts, go home, or something like that. Oh, really? <laughs> that's what it's in the song. Oh, that's kind of cool. Anyway, but yeah. Yeah, when it hit the... It, it took me a minute to kind of it took me two viewings to figure out kind of the meaning but that's later about the about the fucking deer but yeah the deer getting hit was it was I remember seeing the theater being like oh shit he hit a deer which is something yeah. people do when you're driving in the forest but right. still it was just kind of like it was unexpected it was and yeah again the deeper meaning is I know what you're talking about just in terms of how the father feels about deers pretty much we'll connect to that, that in a, a minute yeah that's later um, what about the aesthetic then of the house when we get there and the ambient quality? Did that feel like the rich white people's houses oh, that you've witnessed? It looked like a plantation, man. It did. Right? It did. It really did. Yeah. I mean, the way they had that auction there at the end pretty much too kind of sealed that, that feel of an old colonial plantation. And they have their own slaves of sorts, even though their grandparents or their parents technically are in there. Yeah, they even had... They uh, have that feel. I mean, it... I can't take. I didn't. I didn't notice this because I don't know what the fucking omega sign is. But the the pillars in the beginning of the house for that long shot, um, what's holding up like vases or something? Is there's two omega signs, mm-hmm. which means the end. 
Oh, wow. Uh, so, yeah, when he's coming that. in, you're like, oh, fuck. If you knew that. I mean, I, don't, I was never in a sorority. Uh, or I guess I wouldn't have been. Would I have been? I guess oh, we're going to backtrack here just for <laughs> a little logic thing. Why did the grandparents then just kind of become the maid? And I the think they just put on a show like when people okay. show up. All right. You know what I mean? I like that. That's a good answer. It does make sense. Uh, and we go all over. Utilization of space is really strong. Even when they take their walk, we get a nice little lake scene or, or pond. Or it was probably a lake, right? Went they next to the lake when she agrees to go home with him? Yeah, some lake, I think. Um, is it unique, though? Have, you, have we seen homes like this before? Uh, yeah. In every, like, fucking slave movie. It, it, it didn't, yeah. I mean, it was yeah, definitely. Yeah, t- when you look at it like a plantation, I do see that. Um, but in a horror movie like that, I feel like there was a little bit of uniqueness that you got to give to even the fact that it's set I mean, yeah, mostly no, it's, in a home. Yeah, it's unique, and I liked it. I, don't, I, I wouldn't give any, any demerits. Fair, fair. Um, what about It? Does It go too many places? Are we going around Derry a little too no, much? No, I was never overwhelmed. I was never overwhelmed by it. Okay. I like did you get things. a sense of Derry? I feel like I did. Small town. You got the grocery store, the small little fucking, not grocery store, the uh, pharmacy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I got a good sense of it, I feel like. Did Derry feel eerie to you beyond the scenes with Pennywise, though? Was there like an ominous vibe? Yeah, they kind of nailed that small town Stephen King, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, well, I think so. Um, so you like the utilization of space. You like to be able to see where everyone lives, pretty much. Um, a little bit of the school that we get to see as well. Yeah. Not unique, though, right? It can't. We can't give it any unique points? Mm, I mean, yeah, it wasn't in space. The sewer, maybe? The sewer what was, else has in like horror been in the sewer? I mean, the first it. <laughs> the first it, but like other than There's that, other you got the maybe sewer. Killer uh, Croc Chud, and Batman. Chud's in the sewer, I think. Okay. That kind of stuff. All right, fair. Actually, I think there might be... A, Oh no, that was in, um, in a different uh, movie. Never mind. There uh, what was the, what was Jordan Peele's second movie? Us. Oh, good point. Yeah, that's sort of in a sewer too. Yeah, Us for sure. Yeah, he had he actually had um, a, a Chud in in one of the shots, like the the video of Chud. Oh no, kidding. Yeah, I think that was like the Underground Railroad or something. Some sort of weird. But yeah, I mean, he does have similar settings when it comes to that. Um, oh, actually, that doesn't apply to it. We're talking about it here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're right. In terms of uniqueness, I, I do like what it does. I love the vibe of Stephen King. But, you know, it's not doing anything super fresh. We're not seeing any place we haven't seen before in cinema, yeah. as far as I can tell. Maybe, like, when they jumping off the bluffs and stuff, the water stuff. That was pretty not cool. unique, I guess, but enjoyable to look at. Yeah. Um, let's point them up. What are we going to give Get Out in terms of setting? I mean, I'd give it a four. Mm, can I give it a three point five? If you want, I just I dug it. Uh, I dug it too. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know what I would take like, you're it in the down woods for. for a little bit. You, you hit the deer. You're in the house. The house is really kicking. That's ass. true. All right, all right. Plus, yeah. into it. And then it three, right? We can't give it more than a three. That's fine. That's fair. Um, all right, sweet. Let's talk about uh, the fun stuff. Deeper meanings. What the hell is going on in Get Out? What does it mean? Is it all about oh, so much taxidermy? Yeah, uh, it's <laughs> it's yeah. I think it's just hmm, how he feels about what white people feel about black people and the fact that they're really only there because they're physical. They have 
you know, genetically bigger, stronger, healthier bodies. Oh, wow. And the whole thing started because the the dad, the grandpa, lost a fucking race uh, against a black guy. That's right. And he was supposed to, and they're German, I think, right? They're supposed to be German. He ran for the German mm-hmm. uh, people, and he lost, and they're supposed to be like the superior race, right? The the Aryan race. Oh. And he lost to a black guy, and uh, oh, he just could not, mm-mm. So he blames it on genetics. Like yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. yo, no. It's only because you're genetically better, I guess. So let's take over theirs. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. Cultural appropriation, and in this sense, to the umph degree, where you're actually taking over their bodies to become them. Uh, what about the sex slave stuff, though? Did you see anything going on there? Well, not really. I mean, there was. Really? I mean, there I were, felt like but especially at the friend scene or the party scene. Well, she um, has. I mean, where they're it's just all the super old white, creepy about the old white men objectifying were, them. Well, yeah, because the women are, that's their new body they're going to fuck. Like, their husband's going to be like. Right, yeah. yeah. I thought that was overt because you don't see the opposite happening, though. There's no, with the exception of the grandma, there's no, that we're aware of any African-American female characters. Is there something going on there where, um, I mean, ultimately, African-American women kind of have it the hardest in terms of demographics. This is statistically shown. Um, is there something going on there? I don't know. Why, why don't we see the exception of the grandma? this go down Um, and why do you think the grandma chose to be in the african-american female character we understand why the grandpa did but again is this like a physical thing or is it just uh, made more sense for those two to be together to be together after that or not sure why yeah the the... but she was creepy as hell right i feel like she was almost more creepy than she was a great actress man when you realize that what she's doing is battling the person inside of her own head you're like damn dude that's some good acting no 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 yeah that that was a great scene i'm sorry i was just wiping down the table and i had to lift your phone i didn't mean to disconnect it (laughs) yeah she was freaky as hell good i'm with you on that one is there anything else going on beyond race class issues I think there's sex stuff going on, too, because they do really have the women objectifying African-American men in a way. And even even when we talk about um, he thought that she consciously pulled the plug out of his phone because she was pissed that he was with a white woman. I think there is gender stuff going on between white and African-American women. Um, but is there anything else going on, though? What yeah. is up with the brother? Is there any meaning to the brother's character? Oh, I think he's just supposed to be the, the overt racist okay just to be like obviously all right yeah i think there i mean there's stuff going on with his with his mom i don't know how, how deeper it is but there, i think there's a lot that had to do with action and inaction within somebody and like okay. kind of almost like growing up and proving to yourself you can do something and changing for the better maybe there's a lot do you think it's critical of what psychiatry is it critical of psychiatry in the mom and what what people can do in terms of manipulating each other's brains do you think it is I, kind of looking at that as something that's bad or something that, if used right, can be good. I don't know. What is he saying I'm about not sure psychiatry? About psychology? Kind of that. I mean, it, it, probably negative. But yeah, I mean, I could definitely see um, how people's minds can be molded by other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's literally is, what is, they did. They molded people's minds too. True. Is the father subordinate to Catherine Keener's character? Is Bradley Whitford subordinate to her? I don't. Which one's supposed to be? Has she brainwashed him? No, I don't think so. Which one's supposed? Is, because is who, he the? Is he married into that family? That's what I got the sense. For some reason, I feel like. Well, because he mentioned his dad, I feel like. 
oh no, that can't be true because the guy's name was Armitage, right? Yeah. So now it's the Armitage family, so that was his dad, not her dad. That's yeah. interesting. Um, and that's a brother and uh, sister. Uh, commentary on the be. Times. Obviously, this is right around the time when there's been all kinds of police abuse going down, specifically against African-American males. Very timely. Um, I think 2016 was like when there was the most cases of that ever. So this came out that subsequent year. He's obviously dealing with that in a metaphoric way. Did you have any personal connections to this? Um, I mean, I've had slight running ins with the cops, but I never got shot mm-hmm. at or anything. No, I mean, nothing. Uh, have you ever had a cop ask you for your ID, even though it wasn't an appropriate thing for him to be asking at the uh, time? No, but I know you have. <laughs> my fans can look that up on their own i'm not getting into it i don't need any flashbacks damn it uh but yes i did feel very connected to his character specifically in that initial scene um when they're pulled over by the cop for sure so that gets bonus points for me what about the deeper meaning in it unless you had any final points on get out's deeper meanings uh there are, there's so many man like the whole thing with the deer um like what? Oh yeah! Like what I got with the deer was because his mom got hit by a car when he was a kid, and he didn't do anything, oh, yeah. kind of thing. He didn't call the cops; she was missing, maybe, and whatever. So, like when they hit the the deer, it was like, oh, I just hit my mom, kind of thing. And he walked out to the deer, mm. and it was a doe, a female deer. Is that right? And then a doe, a female deer, and <laughs> again, he just kind of stood there and didn't really do anything. And he tell it kind of impacted him. And then later, when you see her, when he sees the buck on the wall, you know, the male deer, which mm. is also was it black buck which which was a racist term for somebody who uh oh my back gosh. in the day who didn't want to uh, uh, uh he uh, he didn't dude i need to look up didn't words. want to sub- subordinate yeah, or didn't want to sub- subordinate sort of, or whatever yeah. he was feisty i guess you know so him like taking that off the wall and killing somebody with it was like holy shit yeah dude that's awesome i didn't realize that that is oh, that's great the big one yeah with the, the he was picking the cotton right which Picking mm-hmm. cotton just to save your life, right? And it did save his life. Yeah. And then he took a cro- croquet. Mm-hmm. Was it croquet? The ball mm-hmm. that he used to kill the fucking white privilege dude. <laughs> like, like, yo, dude, your little games that you played just fucking killed you. Why you forced me to pick cotton saved me. It was like, whoa, fuck. Interesting. There's so much going on oh, in that that's movie. Good. You can't really pick so, it apart. Yeah, I guess that does make sense. You're saying croquet is a, is explicitly white person game sort of thing. Yeah, it was just kind of like, yeah, your privilege killed you. Like this, they, yeah. Like you're so you have no skills, kind of. You fuck you. Like you let your little toys take you down, kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah. No, I like that. Take it to the next level. There's all kinds of there. Dude. All that. kinds. Can't even. And then of course the last one maybe we can touch on is just interracial relationships and the problematic nature of that, right? Ultimately. Yeah. If you were a black dude after watching this movie, or how comfortable are you going to be dating uh, William's daughter? You know. Allison Williams after this. Is this good or bad for interracial relations? Not great. Wait, <laughs> it's what? not great. Um, no, it's not. I mean, I'd be a little nervous. I mean, again, this is fiction, so it doesn't really fucking matter. But True. I mean, I think it makes white people more sympathetic, probably, and empathetic. But I don't know. I think it probably does the opposite and makes uh, Caucasians look a little scarier. Um, oh, yeah, dude. I mean, this is we, like, we yeah, it, it, this, this, it does what uh, Jaws did for 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 sharks <laughs> oh my gosh uh yeah the great whites for sure yeah, we're great whites uh, <sighs> fuck touche uh, okay let's talk about it um individually the characters because i think that's really the most deeper meanings you could find is how these are all kind of uh 
just touching on insecurities within the kids. So let's kind of break down each kid one at a time and, and discuss what you think the demons they were battling with. The first one I want to talk about is obviously Beverly dealing with, you know, womanhood. And that scene in the bathroom where the blood just is flowing out of the sink is so affecting. It's almost as good as the blood coming out of the elevators in The Shining. Um, did, did you see that? Was there anything else beyond womanhood and menstruation and, and just the, uh, you know, coming of age sort of stuff with her? I mean, it's coming of age for everyone, but specifically feminine issues. Did you see anything else going on? Just in that one deeper meaning? Just in that one blood scene? Yeah. Well, beyond, beyond that, just as a whole, what, what sort of demons is she battling through Pennywise? Um, yeah, I mean, coming of age, definitely. I think there's a lot to do with her dad. Again, maybe just... The abuse the situation. Abuse. Are none of the other kids abused at all by their by their parents? Not really. I mean, maybe emotionally. I mean, on Eddie, maybe his mom, I, I would say. Oh, a that's bit, true. Just being like... Hey. Neglect, sort of? No, the opposite. Um, Extreme. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she yeah, was Eddie. constantly over controlling. Yeah, like, but she couldn't gentle. like get up, right? She was roly poly style with her bigness. She's not like doing stuff with him. No, like she's constantly being like, "You're sick. You're probably sick. You don't do, don't go outside. Right. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful." Okay, so he's definitely dealing with with those sort of more emotional abuse issues. She's probably dealing with more physical abuse issues atop the feminine stuff. What about uh, Stanley, who was the one that saw the picture? So I have a theory on this one. Tell me your theory. I think it's he's just wrestling with his heritage because I think he's the only overtly Jewish character in it. And I think he's trying to come to terms with the horrors of uh, what has happened in the past and looking back in that picture representing the, atro- the atrocities that um, his There was something heritage- to do, too. I, I don't know if they cut it out um, about him giving his... Uh, uh, what is it when you, when, you turn your, when you turn 13 or 14 or 15 or whatever, you give that... Oh, the bat mitzvah? Bat mitzvah, yeah. I think there's a big deal about that in it. Yeah, I mean, overall, I think all of them, it's like you have to give up childhood and the horror of becoming an adult and taking on responsibility. It's scary as fuck. Just dealing with assholes like Ben has to do with his weight issue um, to, like you mentioned earlier, with Richie just being a smartass and being kind of like resentful towards existing at all, sort of, one could argue. Mm. And then Mike's having lost his parents and also being a person of color and all that comes with that. Certainly when this was set too, this is, it was set in the past, right? We're talking about 27 years ago from yeah, when the second one was released, 1989, right? I think, is when this is the first okay. one takes place. Fair. Like if you were, I'm going to ask you this because I have a good answer. Is like if, if, you know, if Penny the Clown's attacking you, who would he turn into? For me? Yeah. Probably a cop. <laughs> See, mine would be like a big student loan check, or you know, or like uh, well, bill. Yeah, uh, eighty grand. <laughs> uh, I'm not paying you, fucking. Right. I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that too. It would be a combination of those two. Essentially, a cop coming to take all my money away for the student loans. Oh, pretty much would be my pennywise. Yeah, I'm with you there. That's super spooky. Um, what about what's what's Bill wrestling with beyond the loss of his brother? Is that just a matter of I think the speech impediment with that also sort of familiar it, it has something like he's really subconscious about that. I mean, this one I didn't really. I don't think I saw it as much in this one. He seemed pretty okay with his. Yeah, I talking. mean, yeah, he's he can't actually the first one, but true. And I really in that first one didn't like the adult actor with the stutter. I don't like that guy. He really distracts me. I liked him for some reason. Hit. He was comforting. You liked him? He was like a he was like a comfort. He was like a <laughs> like a like an old blanket. Who plays him in the new one? 
Nobody of note. Is that Jeremy Renner's or or what's his name? Uh, the ex Professor yeah. X. Is that him? Yeah, yeah. What's his okay. name? Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's uh, I can't remember what James McAvoy. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh, fair enough. Uh, I think we hit all the kids. Um, is there any other deeper meanings beyond that? Because I think the main one is just the horrors of adulthood, right? And the sort of impact that having to put all of your happy, joyful toys away, right? Like a clown is ultimately for kids. And then for that to become something, not only as we see him become this horrific entity in the movie, but really just like the sadness of those who do become a clown in their real life. There's something kind of tragic about that. Not to be rude, but if you'd be making your living from being a clown, isn't that a, a little, I don't know. I mean, like a clown clown, not like a comedian. Sort of. like <laughs> I was going to say you piss clown? off comedians if you say that. I don't mean to. Yeah, I don't want to piss off clowns. Either. Yeah, but who's scary? Is there a lot of clowns floating around? Maybe there is. I still think it's there's a clown college, right? Oh it's my still God. a thing. Still a thing? I thought it was a joke. I, I think yeah, it's it still a thing. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Just just the idea that you have to you have to get past. You have to look deeper into that which seemed on the surface um, joyful beneath his pure horror, you know, and hardship. Uh, anything else you see going on, meaning wise there? Uh, small town issues like is it probably good or bad that everybody knows everybody in that town i feel like that's always bad probably right i don't know it's I don't like know it's like one. being on like a tiny little facebook everyone knows your shit yeah that's true know. especially back in 89 um okay so let's go ahead and pentagram it up uh, i assume you want to give get out a four. Oh, definitely i'll give it a four and it a three three point five 3.5? Okay, just because each kid has their own thing. I'm with you on that one. And then finally, the fright factor. Here's where I think it might win um, in terms of this category. What in Get Out did you find the scariest? We have a kill count of the entire family dies, right? That's four. Are we counting the people that are completely um, possessed or tra- brain transplanted as being killed? No, I mean, I don't think so. There's a slice of them there. Yeah. Okay, but the quality of kills are good, right? Like you pointed out, his climactic scene where he's taking out the entire family at the end. Pretty powerful. Pretty, yeah. Kind of wanted him to finish the job with choking. Stomping uh, on the Alyssa. brother's head five times, six times. That was pretty, that was good. You didn't even really see it, that but you felt good. it. Right. You heard it, too. The mom, too, just um, stabbing her with the, or the fucking knife or whatever that was already in his hand. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think the quality kills are great, and those people you want to see go. Um, I did love that, for sure. And in terms of the scare factor, though, like, what do you think? What was the scariest scene for you? I mean, nothing was, I don't think anything was super scary. This is just more about, like, like anticipation and just what is happening. There were so many awkward scenes where you mm-hmm. felt bad for for Chris just because these these white guys are like even like beginning when they're they're trying to be liberal and like we we're not we're not racist but he's like let's mention your blackness as much as we possibly can right how awkward fucking (laughs) would that be yeah (laughs) like how uncomfortable yeah no it's super awkward I'm I'm totally with you on the awkwardness I I kind of agree that I wasn't necessarily like scared at any moment maybe like the end sequence a little bit when you don't know whether or not it's the cop or his buddy showing up yeah that was pretty scary scene um, 
beyond that, the, the creepiest scene for me, I, we kind of touched on it a little bit, but it's the end of the phone call where she calls Rod with his phone and says, oh, I know what this is all about. You've always wanted to be with me, right? The way she puts that and they have her parents like looking on as she's talking to him about, you wanted to F me and the brother's just there kind of with his yeah, it was like, pretty, putter it was or whatever it is. Good scene. Uh that was super creepy. I think the and just her methodic nature, like you said, with that milk and just hunting for her next prey. Did you did you notice scary. that that scene? Like uh, she had her Fruit Loops that are colored separate from her white milk. She did not mix the two. Huh? She was eating dry Fruit Loops. Yeah, she just put a Fruit Loop in her mouth, or Fruit Loop in her in her mouth one by one, and then would drink a little milk. Oh my she gosh. never combined the two in the bowl. She's that's a interesting. Mad racist. That's, that's a mad beautiful racist. little nuance. No there. segregation in this movie. Come on. I like the music in it too. I think uh, yeah, maybe it was better, but I think it's really good. I, I did. I, I think I would recognize the Get Out theme. Oh yeah. Dude, um, and I would good. definitely recognize the It theme too, if I'm honest with you. So, um, unless you want to talk any more about what was scary or wasn't, let's go ahead and wrap it up with its scary scenes because I think there's a lot. I think it's super scary, even though we don't have as many deaths. Yeah. Oh no, this is all. Did creepy. you? This is all creepy, dude. A creepy clown. He did so many just bends and twists, and this is his whole mannerism was scary. All the little things he threw in there were scary. This was a scary movie, mm-hmm. yo. This is it a is. creepy fucking movie. It definitely movie. is. Uh, obviously, the first scene with Georgie losing oh, his that's arm my, that's and dragged my favorite, in with man. the a little long kid with his arm. little stub bleeding out that was even crazy. even beyond his arm being ripped off when pennywise like has that crazy long arm coming out of the sewer that pulls him in yeah that was good that almost got me more just the long arm he's like flex flex pennywise there super freaky um my my scariest scene though is the projector scene what did you think about that one that was a pretty good one the yeah ultimately like they're it. looking at like family pictures on the projector and then, of course, Pennywise takes over the projector, and then he focuses on a, on a picture of Georgie, and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Then you see who's standing next to Georgie, who's apparently this mother, which I'm assuming is no longer part of that family, right? We don't know what's up with Georgie and Bill's mom, right? No, she's still there. He makes, a mention, he makes a mention about it. Oh, he does. Okay. But in this picture, her red hair is in her face. He morphs into Pennywise. They unplug the projector, falls on the ground, but it still goes. I don't know. That really got me. And then ultimately, he climbs out of the screen itself, but not like in a ring way. Like, he's huge. Massive. It's like his head is in full frame within the screen and is coming out of it. Um, and the only way they get rid of it is by opening the garage door. But to me, that, that took the cake in terms of, terms of scary scenes. How about you? What, what scared you the most in it? I, I still think the beginning, the opening, killed it for me. Kid getting drawn yeah. into the sewer with his fucking arm ripped off. Right. Because I remember seeing the original, and it was, you know, it was fucking PG, PG-13, made-for-TV shit. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't expecting much. And when I saw him bite into the kid and then fucking the arm and the blood, I was like, yes. Yes is right. Hell yeah. Um, I, honestly, I feel like the climax is the least scary. I love the house scenes. Everything that goes on in the house with the doors is great when he falls through the ceiling when Beverly jams the rod in his eye and the blood flows upward. Awesome. Yeah, it was good. Awesome. Like, genuinely creepy scary to me. Um, I dug it all. Just the sort of things he said were so messed up. I don't know. Uh, I think it's... Uh, to me, it gets a four for scare factor. I don't know about you. Yeah, I think I'd give it a four. I don't see why not. I think so. I don't see why not. I think this is this is really where it takes the cake um, in terms of the showdown because get to, get out to me gets like a two five in terms of scare. 
How about yeah, you? Yeah, but it's a different kind of scare. It's like a fucking cringe-worthy just... Well, right, I, and that's why it wins big and deeper meanings and setting true. ensemble. But a scare factor, though? I mean, the thing is... Maybe it's a re- like, if you were black, do you think you'd be fucking terrified by this movie? Like, maybe fucking... Yeah, you know that's I mean? fair. Uh, I do. Uh, okay. I mean, I... I don't feel we could ever give it more than a three, though, in terms of Fright Factor. And I feel like a three is generous just in Fright Factor alone for mass audiences. I see yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, this is definitely more of a thriller than a horror, mm-hmm. almost. I mean, if you want to label it that way, I, I can see it being a 2.5. A 2.5? Um, okay. It's a different kind of horror, though, so I guess I think it's hard to rate that shit. Well, uh, no matter what we give it, even if we gave it a 1.5, the bell has rung. Oh, okay. Sweet. Get Out has won 22 to 20.5 to it, both phenomenal horror films, but as it stands for 2017, Get Out does win. It is the most iconic mainstream horror. Are you surprised? Is that what you figured was going to happen going into yeah, this? Yeah, I was pretty confident about that one. I thought it'd be a little closer, to be honest with you, but I did think Get Out would win in the end. I just think Get Out was, by. especially on the, he had a much smaller budget than it, right? Had to have been. Yeah, that's a and good point. Just, it was so, he was so good with every shot. Every scene has a meaning behind it. It's a very, True. it's not even just, it's just a good movie in general. Just a great It did more with less. Movie. I'm with you on that. Killed it. Um, awesome. Well, 2017 is in the books now. Uh, Scott, how do people follow you online? First of all, Carl, I want to thank you for being part of this podcast. Yeah, yeah. And how do people follow you? You're welcome. Um, how are you doing, by the way? You okay? <laughs> I'm terrible. <laughs> this has been 60 movies in one month so far, and yeah. I still got two to go. I'm a wreck. Yeah, you should go see a therapist. Um, <laughs> yeah, I am. Don't worry about okay. that. Uh, uh, yeah, you can go yeah. to Instagram at Stupid Consumer or Twitter at the BM Bucket. Very nice, very nice. Um, and hopefully you'll, you'll join us for whatever the next incarnation of Icon Showdown is. And, of course, if you want to support the podcast, go ahead and check out my media hub page at parasociable.com. There you'll find actually a short where I play Pennywise called Living with Pennywise, which is a satire where imagine if Pennywise was your roommate. You can check that out and see me in a, all gussied up in Pennywise makeup. Um, otherwise, my novel about the dream recording industry is there as well as some music. But until the next time, as they say in the business, the bell has rung.